This is the story of a girl. Welcome to Only Girls, a girl pod for your girl squad. I'm Sarah Gorman. And I'm Natalia Rodas. And on this podcast, we take a piece of pop culture with the word girl in the name and discuss how it relates to modern womanhood. Girls, girls only. Hey, we're back. We're back. Finally. Yeah, after a minute. Hiatus, season three of Only Girls. We've had a lot going on. Yeah, you moved. <laughs> I moved. You went I, on vacation. You traveling. You were yeah. traveling. My parents visited. My brother-in-law visited. Which, by the way, he told me that he's listened to every single episode. That's amazing. Well, I told you my cousin. Oh, yeah, you did. Was like, I listened to everything, so. Aw, thanks for the support, yeah, fam. Yeah, thanks to our family. Yeah, for- and friends. And friends. But- Just, like, being there. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, no, it's good to be back. I'm excited about covering this amazing experience. Oh, yeah, so for our <laughs> first episode, we're going to be covering the 1968 movie based on the musical from 1964, <laughs> Funny Girl, Funny starring girl. Barbara Streisand. She won an Academy Award for Best Actress for this performance. Yeah. She tied with Katherine Hepburn, which oh, was this the, is the one only where they tie. In Oscar history. Because I was like, that's a thing? I but, think I knew that they tied, but I didn't realize it was for this. Yeah. That's so lame. I don't know what, what Catherine Hepburn was saying in that, you know, award season. Me but either. who like, cares? <laughs> we're not that. I'm like, ask Louis Vertel, Like, um, Yeah. Well, uh, Barbara's win for this is so iconic. Like, she's wearing oh, the, that the Bob Mackie. Bo- and then the little, like, pilgrim formal yeah, looking. Yeah, it's like yeah. mesh bell bottoms yes. and the top. Like, sorry, Katherine Hepburn. Like, she's won the most Oscars of anyone. Like, she couldn't have just, like, give, give it away. Give Barbara the moment anyway. It was her it's moment, It's still Barbara's though. moment to me. Yeah. And watching the movie, I definitely felt like it was deserved. It holds up. It felt very modern it to me. It felt so modern. Watching it. Yeah, I think... Next week, we can talk a lot yeah. about those themes, gender roles and yeah, I body found, image. I found the gender roles, the humor, yeah. all of that to be so fresh feeling. Yes. Representation of Jewish women. Yeah, as, absolutely. Yeah, I just, I thought the same thing while watching it was like, mm. whoa, this does resonate today. And I think for that reason, it's a huge classic. Plus, it's just brilliant. And yeah, and it just made me think, too, of like, you know, it was made in the late 60s, but it takes place what in like the 20s yeah well pre and post world war one i feel like we were like a lot more i don't know progressive then and then like Mm -hmm. world war ii happened and we like totally went back because it was like the humor was so edgy they were all wearing these like very scantily clad outfits and like a lot of the jokes were very people were getting divorced like freely all of this stuff i was like this was the 20s like what but yeah i guess like the roaring 20s but it was a crazy time i found it interesting yeah the fashion i was like unaware of that those looks being in the 20s, i had some skepticism 30s. that the fashion was, like, was period 60, accurate really i because I, mean, I was looking back at pictures the of fanny formal. bryce mm-hmm. and her hair definitely wasn't like that like i think they just gave barbara streisand like 1960s hair yes and i think nails oh my god she the had nails. like such she long had nails long and i was nails. like i feel like that didn't track for me, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not a historian. We can get into this. But to me, I definitely questioned, like, were the costumes, like, period accurate or were they, like, a loose interpretation of the I period? Know. Because they felt kind I, of like they had a 60s it twist. Looks, I mean, there's so many that we could go through, but there was, like, one particular look 
that was just like this very simple like it was when they're at the train station yes I and she's just that. wearing this like simple oversized like coat wrap thing and a hat and I was like that that's straight up 60s but I don't know I'm not a fashion yeah. historian it was just my we'll eye we'll have to do some research yeah. because I was curious too because I was like it feels like it takes place in the 60s she's wearing her hair in like these bouffants yeah. and like the long nails and like this a dramatic cat eyes mm-hmm. it all feels so 60s and oh, I looked yeah. pictures of Fanny Bryce and her style was more like she had like a curly little bob and like very like flappery kind of dresses versus but I don't know yeah we'll have to look into it regardless the looks are like the looks are iconic Barbara looks gorgeous as ever (gasps) I couldn't take all the parts where she's like oh but I'm ugly I was like you are so beautiful striking there's it's hard not to gloss over right now but just like songs with that messaging about her physical appearance I mean that's yeah, the and I mean, I movie. get it. I just, it's like, yeah, I think she's gorgeous, but she's very Jewish looking and conventional like, for yeah, and especially for that time. Like when you did look, they think they did a good job of casting the other like women in the vaudeville show mm-hmm. because she looked so different mm-hmm. and like. So we can get into the yes. plot. So th- it's a story about Fanny Bryce, who I think vaudeville is the right term, right? Yeah, yeah it okay. Is. Um, who was a performer in vaudeville in Ziegfeld Follies in the 20s. She was like a comedian, this huge sensation. She could sing. Mm -hmm. Um, And she was this huge star back before they had movies like and she just would do touring stage shows. Yeah. And so it's the story of her life kind of starting from getting discovered and starting out. Um, And then she meets a man named Nick Arnstein and Mm -hmm. they have kind of an on again, off again Romance until she finally decides to leave the show. Right. Run off with him. They live on a boat. <laughs> um, and he's like a, he makes his money through like horse racing and gambling. And yeah. kind of like. I looked these up the weird... real Nikki Arnstein and it was just like he was a professional con man and gambler. Yeah. So, so they kind of make money here and there. And he's always like, I never like to know what I'm going to do next. I don't like to have plans. And I was like, oh, God, I find you exhausting. Yeah. Typical exhausting man being and like, dull. I don't want to be tied down. Yeah, right. He doesn't have much of a personality. He had no personality. And I know that Omar Sharif, who plays him, <sighs> is supposed to be like, I don't know. I've never seen Lawrence of Arabia. I think Me that's either. what he was in. And, and I heard he that Dr. Shivago, right? Dr. Yeah. I've never seen Dr. Shivago. Never Chivago. seen either of those, but like, I know the name. <laughs> and I've heard, like, just reading about him, I guess he's supposed to be an amazing actor I mean, he was handsome he was like handsome, i got it but like it was real surface for me i i mean i found him to be I, I wondered if it was sort of like he was kind of unremarkable but she was insecure and so she like really mm-hmm. like latched on to him mm-hmm. yeah that's kind of how i read it well yeah i feel like she there's those okay so there's a couple of things that they're both insecure about and it kind of complements like she's always kind of talking about her appearance and how mm. he's more handsome than her. Mm. And then when you watch the movie, you see that she becomes more successful than him and he's and self-conscious about that. Yeah. So they, they've got this like complex thing going on, but it really does complement each other's like self-consciousness and then yeah. Yeah. So off each other. They end up getting married, living on the boat. They have a child together. They, um, they do buy a mansion because he strikes it rich. Remember? Yes. And they oh, buy yeah, it. yeah. So they, he has a good. He, they're rich for a while, <laughs> but then he like loses it. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's what happens when you're a professional gambler, right? Um, and they have to move back to an apartment, an apartment, which was still very nice. Uh, yeah, I was like, I'd be fine with this. But yeah. anyway, so because of that, Barbara 
AKA Fanny mm-hmm. has to go back to the Follies and ends up being like even more successful yeah. and huge and making all the money for him. And um, he kind of is like floundering and struggling and she ends up like orchestrating this deal for him where she's going to like pay $50,000 right. for him to like buy into this investment opportunity. And he finds that out and gets really upset. Yeah. And his ego is bruised then to the point in, where he doesn't want to have legit work. Yeah. He'd rather be in, be, in yeah. embezzling money. Then he ends up <laughs> embezzling and turning himself in for it because he'd just like rather go to jail. <laughs> then for his wife to support him. Yeah. Then to like accept $50,000 from your wife, which is like, wow, male fragility is right? real. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I didn't see that coming, but. Yeah, so then he goes to jail. For like a year and Yeah, and they break, they get divorced and she just ends up like living in her best life in the, in the review and that's where it ends. I mean, Fanny goes on to remarry again and I know there's actually a sequel to this movie Mm -hmm. called Funny Lady that's not supposed to be very good. Yeah, Um, I almost watched it but I read about it first and was like... "Mm." So that kind of tells the rest of her life but this is sort of like about her beginnings and her her marriage to Nick. So, Mm -hmm. And it's a musical so you get Barbara singing these amazing songs, classic songs, um, Don't Rain on My Parade, made famous by Leah Michelle in Glee. Oh yeah. (laughs) Made famous by this movie. And I didn't, I forgot, like, I always knew people as, like, a Barbara Streisand song, but I didn't realize it was from this. Oh, yeah. It's just, like, one of her singles. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, oh, yeah, that's, like, I, I don't know what mm-hmm. I thought it was from. So there's that, and there's so many. And they're mm-hmm. almost exclusively sang by her. Mm-hmm. This is a musical, but it's... He sings, like, for a second, and, um, and then... sings... Uh, right. Talk, talk, like, talk, sing, talk. Yeah, exactly. He does what Pierce Brosnan did in Mamma Mia. <laughs> Honestly, Pierce put in more effort. Or what? Who couldn't sing Russell Crowe and Les Mis? Oh my God, that was <laughs> why. That was why. Hard. And he had to sing a lot. Like, like him and Hugh Jackman are like back and forth singing at each other. Like ninety percent of that movie, and Russell just can't keep up. And it's a, it's like a, it's it's a musical musical. Like how? Yes, it's how like an that? opera. Yeah. it's like operatic, and he's like. Oh my god! Anyway. Really struggling. I mean, yeah. I don't know who ever thought we wanted Russell Crowe in anything anymore. Right? I did just see that um, he bought a dinosaur head from Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio. So, so that's cool. They've got that. <laughs> did you know that he had like this auction for at like Christie's that was like happy divorce and it was like him getting divorced and like selling all of this all her shit or like i think he like needed money because he had to pay like alimony or whatever that is savage um (laughs) so so yeah okay so he has a dinosaur head that's yeah but now he has enough money to buy dinosaur head so that's cool weird good for russell crowe i didn't forget when you threw a phone at someone Mm -hmm. and i won't forget anyway it's like his mom or something yeah i mean he's definitely on my long list of like domestic abusers that we don't call out in hollywood hello um i've treated the long list many times (laughs) if anyone wants to touch down on that what up casey affleck ben affleck casey affleck the masterson brothers christian slater alec baldwin oh johnny john penn john penn john penn is like madonna murderer Yeah, Johnny. not that that was the only infraction, but I'm yeah, just no, like, yeah, he like almost killed Madonna. I know she like almost he strapped died into a chair or some shit. Yeah, anyway, anyway I could go on. <laughs> um, there's many more. Feel free. To- Bill Murray is a big one. Oh, yeah, uh, sorry guys, he's not a good person. Yeah, I'm anyway, fine with it. Yeah, um, we're not good. fine with him doing that. But no, just, but I like don't give he's a shit. not a fallen yeah. hero for you. No, every time I'm like on a dating app and I see 
they're like there's one that has the question like dream dinner date guest and literally like every other guy says bill murray and i just want to message them and be like uh he hits women yeah <laughs> later <laughs> Ta-ta. anyway <laughs> um one thing about the opening that we should mention is the very first line the iconic hello gorgeous yes okay uh, it was so good and i just yeah. felt like watching this movie i took so much meaning from that from like how you see her yes. like diminishing her own appearance from the beginning like yes. the first song is like those like yenta ladies like yes. singing about how she's like not hot enough to make it in hollywood yeah and then the fact that you see her totally transformed like looking at herself in the mirror and just and calling herself asking yes yeah, so then she goes into the where she goes and sits in the empty theater and i think she's waiting for omar or nikki or it might have been after. Zigfield. Zigfield. Okay, yeah. so she's waiting, and then she's like, I've never seen I've never seen the show from this angle before. Mm. And then that's when the the movie is it's like an extended flashback, and we kind of yeah, watch resets. her. Yeah. And then we'll right away notice that like, yeah, she's this woman of like, you know, she has this like air about her that's so different from when you see her next as a teenager, where mm. she is a kook and a half. A total kook. A total she has no kook. elegance to her. It's so great. It's this so is charming. why Natalia and I both <laughs> independently, yes, yes. Uh, independently of anything else. On the record, independently. I text Natalia. I'm like, I have something to say about this on the podcast. It's going to be controversial. <laughs> but I just realized who she reminds me of. And Natalia's like, who is it? And I'm like, she's going to be like, oh my God, you're right, but I would have never thought of that when I say this. And my, my answer is Sonia Morgan and from The Real Housewives of New York. I freaked on my side of this text combo. I was at work too, and I was like, Ugh. and then I told you, I had said that twice to George while watching it. And you had notes written. And I had, <laughs> you saw, yeah, I showed you the receipts. Yes, we have receipts that we both independently yes. came to the conclusion yes. that... And she just is. It's like undeniable Sonia Morgan energy. She's kind of like manic in she's this so way. She's so with talent. And I don't... Right. With talent. But like she's always w- making cracks. She's got this New York accent. Just... She's on, so but she Sonya. can't help but be on. Yeah, she's just kind of wacky. And kooky and low. Yeah, and like just the way that they speak is so similar. I couldn't get over it. It's so I was good. Like, who? And it took me a second. I was like, who is she reminding me of? What is it? And I was like, yeah. Sonia Morgan. <laughs> Agree. Is, is Sonia from New York? I think so. Okay. I feel like she has to be a born yeah. and bred New Yorker. Like, yeah. I feel like she was born in that Yeah, I don't know. House. Like, everybody's <laughs> from Connecticut there, too. I was like... That's true. Lewin. I feel like if she's not from there, she's, she's been there lived, so she's long. done her time. Like... So, yeah, she... As a teenager, she's super relentless, and she wants to be a star. And we hear the song, I'm the Greatest Star, where basically she is singing about how she is the greatest star out there, but nobody knows it yet. Yeah, which was amazing. And it's so good. It's just... So charming and pretty, like, unconventional and just so different from, like, the the movies from that time where we see the, like, the young ingenue who's, like, got the potential and yeah. is beautiful and is, like, I'm here to make it. Fanny is, like, I'm here. I kept thinking of A Star is Born, the he, Lady Gaga version. Because I was, like, oh, kind of, like, the way that she's, like, kind of unpolished mm-hmm. and, like, she says that, like, her looks are, like, what are holding her back I was like, oh, yeah, that reminds me of A Star is Born. But the difference is that, like, it takes, like, a man to, like, tell Allie that she's good enough. Right. And versus, like, Fanny 
knows. Thought she was good. Knew that she was good enough from the beginning. Right. Like, Nick is like, if anything, like he's attracted to it. But he's also, if anything, like dim- dimming her light rather oh, yeah. than being the one that's like, oh yeah, lifting it the way that the message that you get like from a Star Is Born, where it's like he's helping. He like is what her made niche. her into who she is, and you're like, that's a no. Point. She made her into who she is. Yeah, and he was there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and she seems self-aware about the fact that she's not conventionally beautiful. So mm-hmm. she even talks about how she needs to just, like, amp it up. And you see the physical comedy, which was killing me. I was laughing yes. so hard during the roller skating scene where yes. she's, like... She gets the opportunity to perform... Yeah, in, and the vaudeville. ...in a show, and they're like, as long as you can roller skate... <laughs> And she can't do it, but she says she can. Classic actress move. Well, see, I was like, well, at the end, if you notice, she's skating perfectly. So I even said, like, uh, I just talked to George while I'm watching stuff, even if he isn't watching. And um, I was like, whoa, she's like skating perfectly. Did she just ham it up and act like she couldn't do that? Probably. To like... I think that's so. a really good point because I just thought that that was like oh well now this is like a core magical number, yeah so whatever but you're probably I like that interpretation that like she probably just pretended she couldn't so she could stand out because by the end of her roller skating she like has stolen the show steals the show ends up singing a song to like try and recover from the embarrassment mm-hmm. and like the crowd is going crazy for her. It's so it's great. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, and I think also she does moves while she's skating. Even if you were struggling, you wouldn't like throw yourself around. Like right, she's she like walks on her tiptoes <laughs> while skating. Like so, she's. I thought she was really just sort of trying to separate herself and then take that opportunity to be like, ah, here mm-hmm. I am. So yeah, I mean, she's she pisses off the theater owner. What's but his name? I'll- I forget that guy. He was in Ziegfeld. That was like her show yeah. before she got into the Follies. I forget. He was just some rando. But, but he gets mad, but then also realizes that this is what the people want. Yeah. She, she, she slams it. She kills it. it. Yeah. yeah. And then I think that's her debut, right? So her debut in the Follies is the one where she puts okay. the pillow under. Okay. So eventually, that's the same night she meets Nick. And he, like, helps her negotiate for more money. Yeah. um, Because he's a con man. So he (laughs) pretends like he's a competing theater guy who's going to pay her more so that Mm -hmm. the guy will up her salary. Um, And that's when they first meet and they kind of flirt, but nothing happens. Mm -hmm. And then she gets a telegram, which I thought was hilarious because, like, the whole town was, like... Yeah. Their whole Henry Street, which was, like, the Jewish neighborhood that they lived in, is, like, freaking out that a telegram is coming. Mm Mm-hmm. And they think someone died. And it turns out she's getting invited to audition for Ziegfeld's Follies, which is like this huge, famous vaudeville show that tours around. Um, And she auditions and she gets it. But then she finds out she has to sing a song about how she's like this beautiful bride. Yes. And says like, I can't do that because people are going to laugh at me hearing me sing that. That um, approach kind of is common throughout where it's like I'm gonna control when people laugh at yeah. me. Yeah. Right. So what she ends up doing is going out there and she like puts a pillow under her stomach so she's <laughs> clearly like a pregnant bride <laughs> and she says something about like, you know, I'm beautiful because of the affection my yes. husband has given me. Yeah. And it's sort of implied that, you know, she's talking about how he's knocked her up. I love um, it. And it was hilarious and I was like, this is what feels so fresh and like mm-hmm. edgy. And she was like talking to Ziegfeld after because he's pissed and she's like well I knew if I was saying those words they'd laugh at me and he was like well they did laugh at you Mm -hmm. anyway and she's like no they laughed with me like Mm -hmm. I was in on the joke and that I just like felt 
so in my hard. bones. <laughs> like, so hard. So many, like, just, yeah. like, your defenses of vulnerability being, like, no, like, I'll make them laugh with me, like. And it yeah. stems from a place of. Insecurity. Insecurity. Yeah, which, totally. Yeah, I mean, there is this confidence about her that's great, but also, yeah, there's that deep insecurity yeah, that I really felt navigate. that, like, pull between, like, no, like, thinking you're so talented and, like, being too cocky and, like, also being so insecure it just feels like epitome of, like, your 20s, your early 20s. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> like, just finding balance with that yeah. stuff is very tricky for everybody. So, um, so yeah, she becomes a part of the traveling company or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and she and Nick, is it Nikki? Nick? It's Nick, but I think she calls him Nikki Nick. sometimes. Okay. So they, they kind of connect throughout the years. It's mm-hmm. implied that it's like one or two years, her star is kind of rising. Mm-hmm. She's traveling with them because she's the best singer. So they always feature her in the show as the singer. Right. She's still always got some sort of comedy spin on mm-hmm. it. And he... I mean, I believed he was falling in love with her. It seemed like the, this authentic, yeah, real. What I thing. didn't love was the scene when they like go on their first date, was and it, then there's I like am a, men, yeah, you are and woman. then there's like a whole song about him like coaxing her into having sex with him, and she's like unsure about it. Well, I and feel I like, like he uh... didn't need to do that because I feel like she showed that she was very attracted to him from the second they right. met. It's like. Probably you don't need and to, And I get like, it. Like, I feel like of the time, like, it makes me think of when people critique that song, Baby, It's Cold Outside. Yeah. And they say, like, well, of the time, like, to save face, women had to sort of be like, yeah. oh, I could never. Right. I'm Like, but really, like, they were into it. And so I was wondering if it was like, she's kind of like, oh, shit, should I do this? But, like, you could tell. She was down. I don't want to be like, you could tell she wanted to. Same. Like, no, but I is, think. like, tricky consent talk but like I think it was meant to at least come across as like the kind of thing where women felt like they had to had to say those kinds of things right to like to be come off as like still demure and classy like it's it was the worst thing to make it act like you wanted to have sex I know it had to be something you like accidentally just kind of fell into (laughs) yeah definitely or like you're wooed it's so yeah yeah and you kind of see her struggle with that a couple times where Mm -hmm. she's like Instead of, like, waiting to be proposed to, she's just like, we got to get married. Like, she explodes with, like, her feelings. And she's really assertive and transparent. And so, but, yeah, that that number, I was just like, this is, I'm sorry, their whole relationship. She just didn't need him. He was just, he was so boring. I know. And I was, like, disappointed (laughs) because then he says he's going off to Europe. She decides that she's going to leave the show and go with him. And like, I always think of don't rain on my parade as this like super empowering, like song of like, I'm here. This is who I am. And I, then you see the context and it's actually her telling, like telling everyone, like, fuck you guys. I'm I not quit. Gonna, like, I'm not going to pursue my career anymore. I'm quitting to be with a man and mm-hmm. you can't stop me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this sucks. (laughs) I think that, yeah, no, I think that that like, um, touches upon just like the whole bullshit of like having to make sacrifices when it comes to like relationships or career. He never sacrifices his career for her, even though his career is like vague gambling, but he wants to just go on a boat to Europe to play cards as a boat. As a fuck boy as he is. He is, he tells her. That's true. He constantly tells her like, I, I don't stick around and it sucks. And I hate that guy. 
or that kind of guy or whatever. But it's also like he's honest from the beginning. He's honest, and then she's honest. She's like, she's like, no, then I'll come with you. Like it's very strange. Um, and that was the funniest. <laughs> I thought our friends made a good point though when she was like, I'm leaving. I'm going to Europe with him, and they were like. Did he invite you? Yeah, I don't know. I, like, <laughs> I feel like I've known so many people who were like, yeah, you yeah. get caught up. And but he ends up being glad that she came. I was worried he was going to be like pissed. every time she did, did something like that. I thought it would turn. It would take a turn. Like, yeah, with, eventually when they go to dinner, when they're together, she's kind of dipped out on the show. Mm-hmm. Um she, you know, she brings up marriage, and I was like, okay, he's gonna be like, whoa, 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 and then he's like, okay, I need to make enough money, and then yeah. let's get married. So like, the relationship was so interesting, and I think not to keep shitting on Omar Sharif, but like, it, what a hack. No, I'm just yeah, but he's just like, like, if it would have been someone else, I feel like maybe the it would have been. He better. didn't have the. He, I wanted him to be like a Clark Gable. Like he reminded me of Rhett Butler, his character in the mm. way. He was just kind of a fuck boy, but he like told her. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen Gone with the Wind, but he basically tells her from the beginning that he's like a fuck boy, and she just refuses to believe him. I don't know. I saw par- like parallels in that romantic yeah. relationship because she's also so like assertive um, and like knows what she wants, and it's him, and doesn't settle for anything less. But at the same time, Clark Gable had this like charming. I don't know. Yeah. Harrison Ford, Han Solo kind of quality. Yeah. (laughs) Of sort of like, you're being a dick, but it's hot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He just seemed more like it it was nice. He wanted a family. He like they were in love, but he just seemed um, as disconnected as he told her he would be. Yeah. Um, One thought I had was professional gambling and being like an actor aren't that different. (laughs) Very true. (laughs) I was first like. What a fucking hack career. Like, a, it is fine if you're one person and you're fine with, like, losing everything. But if you have a family, it's like, can you think Especially about back that? then, like, I feel like acting and, like, performing like that was seen as kind of very crass. And, mm-hmm. like, it's more it's more noble now. But, like, mm-hmm. like she wasn't, like, you know, a Shakespearean theater actor. Mm-hmm. Like, she yeah. was doing, like, vaudeville, vaudeville. Which is what made me say I think reality TV is our vaudeville of today. Mm. Um, I can write an essay. But yeah, it's like sort of like playing to kind of like our, you know, it's like overly, it's like very simple humor, kind of slapstick. And then also like just about women like being attractive. And I don't know, it plays to like all of our most animal instincts. And I feel like that's what reality TV does. (laughs) It's pretty Like it's trashy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I was just like, I get, like, there's certain skills. You know, gamblers kind of have to be actors, and actors right. kind of have to be gamblers. Yeah. Both professional liars. I mean, <laughs> right? I don't know. No, it's true. It's true. There's, like, yeah, and it's sort of, like, you don't know where the next paycheck is coming from. Right. It, inconsistent, unstable. Um, I see that. Some of the songs that were connected to, and I think even maybe next week we can talk about some of the lyrics, just, yeah. like, highlight some of them. Um, but there's, I'd rather be blue over you than happy without you. So mm-hmm. I think that's happy with someone else. Happy yeah. with someone else. So, that, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I think it was one of the times that she, cause they have a long distance relationship for a while or right, it's like, she's traveling. Yeah. So, um, and then what else? Oh, she, people. Yes. 
which is iconic. People who need people. People who need people. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard it. Yeah. But, and then they, you are a man, you are a woman, I am man, which was one we just mentioned. Um, but after they get married, and she keeps, she keeps saying to him about being married, I want to be Sadie, which is a reference to um, the the theater yeah. owner's daughter right. who got married who just got married her name is Sadie um so then they do get married and one and that's kind of I think she's when they live in the mansion because she's yeah. like I'm a married woman I've got an ice yeah, box like, yeah basically <laughs> like moving on up like yeah I'm Sadie now too and that that song is just like looped in my head right now <laughs> but um yeah so she, yeah. she sings Sadie Sadie married lady uh-huh. Um, um, what else? There's the swan, but I'm like, that's when she does like the swan lake performance. Remember? Oh, okay. And she's like, she's goofing. they like do a swan lake, but then she becomes just like a goofy swan character in, yeah. the, in the, um, in the show. Yeah. And then funny girl. Yeah. Which is very, it's profound. I don't know. I had a moment with it a I little agreed. bit. I thought it was, <laughs> it made me well up a little bit. Yeah. And then my man, which couple of these were songs that the actual Fanny Bryce sang. In oh, was, really? Yeah, My Man, definitely. I think a mm. couple of, of, of the others when they adapted it to the to the musical. Um, and then I, I think that that's her last song. It's kind of like her gaga at the end of the... Yeah, of the, I'll Never Love Again. Yeah, oh my God, I watch that like once a week. Um, so good. It's so good. Oh my God, it's so good. Um, I have lots to say about that, too. Did you know she's saying that, like, like her best friend died in, like, I don't know if it was, I don't want to say that day or whatever, but, yeah. I just always think of that song as, like, his final way of Ugh. manipulating her to always be part of her career. Oh, shit. There you go. <laughs> he, wrote, he wrote her a song called oh, I'll yeah. Never Love Again, and then... Kills her, himself. And then she sings Spoiler it. alert. And then oh, yeah. she sings it. Well, for, he wrote a song for her to sing after he dies called I'll Never Love Again. Think oh about God, that. So he's sad. not a good person. Anyway. No. no. Oh, my God. When he's, like, on the steps of the award show. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. not about not a Star is Born. <laughs> except for, you know, Barbara was in the 70s. Uh, yeah, which I've never version. seen. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but some notes on the music that we just mentioned. Um, so the, the lyrics and the music were by Sondheim, right? No. Or he was like tied to it, but then he quit. Oh yeah. There was a whole production thing where people wanted other people, but okay. So the music and lyrics were written and composed by Jules Stein and Bob Merrill. So... There's a book written about Barbara Streisand, The Woman, The Myth, The Music by Sean Constantine. Right, I don't know. I read that. <laughs> I know. it's it, it will at least be a coffee table book for me. I did get an ad today that she's coming to the United Center. Really? And I was like, whoa. I want to go. go too. <laughs> um, and he said that he was unhappy with the orchestration for the film of the music. He said they were going for pop arrangements. They dropped eight songs from the Broadway show. Um, and we were asked to write some new ones. They didn't want to go with success, I guess he's saying, of quality of music. It was the old-fashioned MGM Hollywood way of doing a musical. They always change things to their way of vision, and they always do it wrong. But of all my musicals that they screwed up, Funny Girl came out the best. 
that's really funny. I loved it. I was like, damn, he was, yeah, I mean, it just makes you think of, I don't know, there's so many things that, like, Roald Dahl hated the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. And thought Gene Wilder was a horrible Willy Wonka, and Mm. I'm like, he's amazing. (laughs) What are you talking about? So Yeah, strange. You know, sometimes people are just... No, I know. And it's... Weirdly attached to their work, and had something else in mind, but... Yeah, and I mean, adapting a stage musical to a film is... Yeah. I don't know. I assume it's It's hard. hard. I thought it was well done. It didn't feel like exhausting the numbers were appropriate i think it's always easier when something is like about a musician so absolutely it feels fitting when they're singing yeah um, another thing is, is they have a kid and they like it's not like, barely it's acknowledged neglected if what we see yeah is i'm true. like i don't even know if it was a boy or a girl i know like, its name it's just like know. child exists i know um <laughs> but that is the general rundown yeah. right um we won't be able to help but you know mention other parts of the movie when we talk about i think like we said the cultural impact yeah barbara as a person the next one's gonna be pretty like there's so much to talk about in terms of barbara in terms of the production of the musical and the production of the movie fanny Fanny bryce was yeah i think she's Um, the the main source i wasn't (laughs) really familiar with her other than this movie and then her like being referred to and can you ever forgive me yeah they wrote like that's one of the people that she wrote fake letters from in that movie which is so good um yeah i mean and i just am interested in in learning more about her and just you know i know she was a singer and an actor but her in comedy i'm interested yeah especially Um, like she was like before lucille ball mm -hmm. before this like female comedian Mm -hmm. um which i saw so that part in the movie where uh, Barbara's dressed up like a little girl and yeah. she's like talking to the reporters. Um, that was one of Fanny's like original characters. Oh, really? So yeah, I was putting it together when I was reading it a little bit, but I, but I definitely need to dig in deeper and we can we can cover that. Yeah. There's so much. So initial reactions, like what are your thoughts? Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. I loved it too. I loved it. I had a lot of fun. It. I will say that in 2016... The I and this ties into why I love it. Um, in 2016, Funny Girl was deemed culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. And I was like, "Yeah, oh yeah, in the National e- Registry, yeah, yeah, the United States Library of Congress, and in the National Film Registry." Um, and just like is it's deserved. Yeah, and Hello Gorgeous is in like the top movie lines ever. It's, it's pop culture, even bold. more iconic because when Barbara wins her Oscar, mm-hmm. she says hello. Mm-hmm. The first thing she says in her speech is "Hello Gorgeous" to the Oscar. She killed it. She's like oh, delicious, <laughs> Zemo, yeah. yeah, chef's kiss. <laughs> um, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I loved it. I thought it felt really modern. I don't always love older movies. Mm-hmm. Although I say that, and then everyone we watched on this show, I like. So I maybe I'm wrong. Loved it. Highly recommend. You can rent it on YouTube for like four dollars. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. Or watch it free on Crackle. Which oh yeah, it didn't work. Sorry to bash. I didn't even know Crackle still existed. I didn't either. I just looked up Funny Girl on Amazon Prime, and it came up as a watch free option, and then it froze three times, so I rented it. So. Cool. Good work. Good insider, job, insider info. Good job, Crackle. <laughs> um, That's just some constructive criticism. Yeah. Okay. I think we needed to just like purge all I of that. I think so. I think definitely can't wait to get into it more. But if any 
I like if you have questions, yeah. comments, your thoughts on the movie, give us a call, please, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah, talk to you then. Yeah, bye, bye. Yeah, the guy said, "Honey, you're a funny girl." That's me. I just keep them in stitches. Thanks for listening to Only Girls. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at OnlyGirlsPod. And if you have a suggestion or just want to say hi, email us at OnlyGirlsPod at gmail.com or call us at 903-35-GIRLS. You can find me, Natalia Rodas, on Instagram at Natalia Jane Rodas and Twitter at OnataliaJane. And you can find me, Sarah Gorman, on Instagram at Sarah Gorman and Twitter at the Sarah Gorman and on Etsy at TheSmashShop.Etsy.com. The joke's on you A girl Ought to have a sense of humor That's one thing You really need for sure When you're a funny Fella said a funny girl Funny